You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Turning to the SNC-Lavalin scandal, it looks like it will have an impact on the Liberals' election prospects. And that is the finding of a number of different polls. One in four Canadians say the scandal will influence their vote in the next federal election. That, according to a nano survey, and a forum research poll shows 57% said the situation has, quote, worsened their opinion of Justin Trudeau. And interestingly enough, people are really seem to be paying attention to this because more than half the respondents told the pollster that they were confident they could explain the whole affair. And I think that's pretty unusual for something like this. What about you? What do you think? Has it changed your opinion, confirmed your opinion of Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I am here with Lauren Bozanoff, the president of the Forum Research Group. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for being here. How are you? Fine. So you started doing this poll right after Jody Wilson-Raybould testified. Yeah, we started surveying uh, Wednesday night and continuing to Thursday night. And uh, were you surprised by what you found? You know, we are kind of surprised by a couple of things. First of all, the high numbers in terms of people who say they can explain uh, explain the, 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 the affair. Um, it's 55%, and um, that's really, really high number for people to say that it's kind of a you know it's not an issue that directly affects most canadians like you know if you're the average canadian how does it actually affect you but um a lot of people know a lot about uh this affair and uh on a a normal sort of inside the beltway issue in ottawa what would that number usually look like more like 25 or 30 percent there is an anomaly in these results though i noticed that the numbers differ a lot by uh, where people live and once you get out west, which is really, you couldn't get further away than, than Montreal or where, where Lavalin is headquartered, uh, the numbers really skyrocket. So overall, the whole country, 55% say, yeah, they can explain it. Um, but in Alberta, 73%. So they, they don't live in Alberta. They don't live in, 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 in Quebec. But they say they, are, they can confidently explain the uh, S&C affair. It's uh, really Interesting, uh, I think, because one of the impacts of this is that it's really driving a wedge between Alberta and central Canada. And granted, Alberta is not normally liberal territory, but, but I guess the, the thinking there is, Look, if there was a threat to jobs in Quebec, they run all out and they even interfere in the judicial system. And here they're leaving us to rot. They're not doing anything about this pipeline that that taxpayers are pay, paying billions of dollars. Our economy is in a shambles and, and nothing is happening. Yeah, so I think this is becoming uh, a lightning rod for that type of issue uh, for the anti, anti-liberal uh, sentiment based on what's happened out west with the pipeline and stuff like that. Uh, and in Quebec, um, was Quebec responding differently than the rest of uh, the country? There, you know, really the Atlantic, Quebec, and Ontario are kind of grouped together in this. They're kind of looking at things in a similar manner. 
that they're not, they don't have the high confidence in explaining the affair, e- even though, you know, people are living in, in Quebec, you think they'd be pretty, pretty, pretty knowledgeable. And of course, that's a prominent Quebec company we're talking about. So, um, I, I think what's happening is, uh, in Quebec, I think there's some expectation that the government should go to bat for SNC. Remember, it's not just the company that's we would be, I'll say, punished, but the employees, their families, their suppliers. It, it's it's more than just a single thing that's that's at stake here. Yeah, I think there are a couple of misconceptions about the numbers involved. I mean, it is you know a jewel of Quebec Inc., but they have fifty thousand employees around the world. Only 9,000 in Canada, of those only 3,500 in Quebec. So there are actually more SNC employees outside Quebec than inside Quebec. It's still a jewel in the crown of Quebec Inc. There's no, there's no way around. It's a high-profile company, and I think Quebecers feel very loyal and, and proud of that fact. Okay, and, and it was interesting here, uh, last Friday, Free For All Friday, that's when people call in, talk about whatever they want to talk about. SNC was the big topic, and I was surprised that I heard from a number of people who described themselves as, quote, soft liberals, and they said, voted for Justin Trudeau the last time, but uh-uh, not doing it again. And I think we have another one of those on the line, Mike in Guelph. Hi, Mike. Mike, are Hello, you? how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, I didn't want to talk too long, but I just wanted to say that uh, I am one of those light liberals that uh, just will not vote liberal next time. You won't vote liberal next time? And is it because of this SNC case? Well, it is that, but there's many things you can look at. The fiasco, right from the get-go, I believe. Uh, I mean, the mayor, you know from the marijuana issue all the way through to groping, you know, all of it. It's just a fiasco, in my opinion. Uh, He isn't doing anything uh, as promised, and in my opinion, he will not get my vote. I actually know other liberals that are saying the same thing, actually. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, other sort of soft liberals? Uh, Yeah, same same category, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and is there anything? I mean, you think that now? Are you get, you think you're going to uh, remember this come October? Oh, absolutely. I don't think Canadians are uh, probably all at the wheel right now. We're still kind of sleeping a little bit, but I think people are talking about it, and uh, eventually we will get to that point. Okay, Mike. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Take oh. care. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, somebody describing themselves as a soft liberal, that's really where the liberals have, that's their danger soft spot, right? Yeah, there's always a, a swing vote that you have to deal with, and um, it's always vulnerable. You know, most elections are, are decided basically by, by 10% of the population. The other 90% is going to vote the same way all the time. And it's those swing voters, there's not a lot of them, but they are critical, especially in, in the first-past-the-post uh, election system that we have. Okay. And, uh, you know, right now the prime minister, I think, is in Charlottetown. This week they want to change the channel. They're talking about climate change. They're going to be here in Toronto later tonight. What do you think the chances of that are? Well, as it happens, the liberal strength is still pretty strong in the Atlantic. Jobs are, are pretty important in the Atlantic. And so, you know, if the prime minister is perceived to be protecting jobs in Quebec, that might be appreciated in, in the Atlantic. So it might actually be not, not so bad for liberals uh, in, the, in the Atlantic. And what about here in Ontario? 
Ontario's kind of halfway between the West and how people feel in Quebec and the Atlantic. There's some, there's, there is significant concern, but they're not nearly as concerned as people at West are about this. Okay, and the people at West don't vote Liberal anyway. For the most part. For the most part. I think it means that the remaining Liberal seats at West are really, really vulnerable now. And they're already vulnerable because of the pipeline, of course, now they're, they're, they're super vulnerable. But the Liberals have to protect their Quebec base. And I think that they're hoping to make up for, you know, the, the, the fall off in the West with increased seats in, in Quebec and the weakness of, of with Mulcair gone in, in the, uh, of the NDP in Quebec. They're hoping to make up for that. So they kind of were between a rock and a hard place in this issue. And uh, they didn't handle it well, of course, but they might have had to have done something anyways, given the importance of Quebec to them. Okay, well, they're still not handling well, it seems to me. That's right. And uh, we have Gerald Butts coming up talking to the committee on uh, Wednesday. What do you think he has to do to, to change people's thinking on this? You know, they've really got to change the channel on this whole thing. They've got to really change the narrative. They really have to uh, uh, put forth their point of view. And they have to make a fine dif differentiation between influence and just making information known in terms of you know, the, the impact of, of uh, jobs or whatever we were just talking about. So it's a fine line between uh, influence and providing information. And they're going to have to make that differentiation, I think. Well, you know, she used the word hounding. And, you know, when you, when you looked at that kind of a detailed exposition of 10 meetings and 10 phone calls, it, it's hard to say that's just making information available. Yeah, so they have to really make, make the case that they're pro only providing information and didn't specifically ask her to do something that would be contrary to law. Okay, let's uh, hear from Kathy in Niagara Falls. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, the point I wanted to make is there's such a difference between the Americans and the Canadians, I find, because it's like in the paper this morning it was saying that because of the economy there are, there are less poor children um, in the poverty line here and everything because of Trudeau's stuff that, that Trudeau has done. And yet, if he has a scandal, everybody wants to crucify him. Where in the States, he, they've got the biggest scandal guy going as their president. And as long as their economy is great, they don't care. Okay, you think Trudeau's been great for the economy? No, but it, in the paper, it just said that Oh yeah, the poverty rate is yeah. uh, is dropping. Yeah. Uh, so is that what will make you decide your vote? The poverty rate, as opposed to this scandal? Not really. I mean, I I am doing a little better since he got in, actually. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what I would do because I usually voted for the NDP or the Green Party anyway. So. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. I may go back to them. <laughs> okay, Kathy, thanks for that. Okay, thanks. Bye. Uh, bye. Let's hear from Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah. I'm, I've been watching this SNC-Leveland, and they're talking about trying to protect 9,000 jobs or whatever. And I live uh, in the West Mall, and two big buildings right on my street are SNC-Leveland. There's all kinds of them in Mississauga. In the event that that company would go down, those jobs aren't really lost, because those people probably be working for whoever takes over the same projects. So there may be a few, a uh, few jobs lost. Maybe some of the overseas jobs would, they wouldn't get. But the point is that the jobs would still have to be done 
by somebody, so whether it's SNC or somebody else. What I don't like about it is that there's a lot of pension money lost because the stock price has gone down to about half what it used to be, and that's a lot of money. That's about $5 billion so far is the devaluation of the stock, which is pension money. And S&C Lavalin owns about 20 or 30% of the uh, uh, 407 highway, which is another thing. But if the company goes down, somebody else will have it. It's, a, it's firstly that highway is owned by the Canada Pension Plan and uh, S&C Lavalin. Well, yeah, so, the, uh, the other interesting thing about that, Bob, is that uh, – I pointed this out on Friday. There was a very interesting article that I read wondering if the prime minister kind of fell for a bluff that they might leave Quebec if they didn't get this deferred prosecution. And it turns out that the Caisse de dépôt in Quebec gave them a $1.2 billion loan guaranteed by their stake in the 407 uh, on condition that they stay in Quebec until at least 2024. So yeah. I wouldn't think they're leaving anytime soon unless they want to give up that, uh, that uh, you know, golden goose, the 407. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that. I'm not sure it's true, Bob, but thanks very much for your call. A lot of people saying that, you know, if those jobs really won't go, they'll just go to another company. I'm not sure that it's it's such an easy one-to-one transition if that happens. I think people really are, I think it is an important issue, though, because we just had the, the GM plant closure. Jobs is really a hot button, a uh, job loss like that. So I, I wouldn't uh, minimize the impact of that issue in Quebec in terms of their thinking. Yeah, even though the numbers are, yeah, but, but do you agree? Do people just say, well, if that company goes down, those people will just get jobs with another company? I'm not so sure. Well, would we say that about the GM workers? I don't think so. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Let's go to Sheriff in Mississauga. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Not too bad. Listen about our wonderful, uh, Prime Minister. He made a pure bubble. I don't think he can get out, get out of that thing. He turned the voters against them. Who can we trust? Conservatives, liberals, NDP, none of them good. None of them. The first prime minister made a boo-boo to arrest that uh, Chinese Huawei CEO. He should never have done that. Those two poor guys were there in China. They're going to suffer because of our prime minister and liberal government, they're going to suffer in China. Okay, Sheriff, I bet you're not a liberal voter usually, right? Yes, I was, but they'll never get my vote. Okay. Never, ever. Okay, well, that's interesting. Thanks for that. Let's go to Margaret in Thornhill. Hi, Margaret. Oh, hi. Good morning. How are you, Libby, today? Fine. How are you? Nice weather. You're enjoying it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know, yeah. I know. Next. Okay. Um, it's about Trudeau. Uh, he wasn't a politician when he was elected. He got elected because he's a son of pure Elliot Trudeau. Nevertheless, he knows very little about politics. I don't think he's doing very well. Regarding the scandal, it should never be so from a leader of a country. He's representing Canada. And when he represents Canada, he has to do it in the interest of the people. He has to be honest. He has to do the right things. But to do something like that is not appreciated by the people. And I think the people should do something about it. I mean, we can't let it rest. But uh, every politician, when they're elected by 
no matter who, the liberals or whoever comes in, they have to do their duty and stand up to the people and do the right things. So it would set an example on our children and our children's children, and this is what it's all about. Okay, Margaret, thanks for Thank that. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, your polls are right. This is having an impact on Canadians' thinking. So from your experience, it shows in a poll while this is all in progress, but will that stick or what has to happen for it to stick? Well, you know, it's it's six months or whatever to go to the election. That's yeah. still a long time in politics. Just remember, in the last federal election in that two-month campaign, the lead changed three times. Tory started, then the NDP, then the Liberals actually won. That was in a two-month election period. So a, a lot can change in this day and age. We don't have the same party stability that we used to have. And, and so things are very changeable. But clearly the Liberals have to go all out and, and fix this issue. Uh, and uh, I guess what are the chances of that? We'll take one more call. We've got Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi, Libby. Just the job thing and uh, the transferability of those jobs. You know, GM, that's a consolidation thing with union workers, which basically is a skill that most people can acquire. These engineers that are working for uh, for Lavalin, they may be working in Saudi Arabia, wherever they're working. They're highly uh, highly skilled, and they have skills that are very valuable in certain areas. If If the company fails those guys are immediately going to be hired by somebody else. You know, it's not the company failing. It's these employees are the company. They would be immediately rehired. Well, they have a lot of head office type employees as well. But yeah, um, uh, for those. Because everybody, all these companies know what each other is doing. And these guys, it's the engineers that are important. They would immediately move to another company and the contracts would move with them. Okay, well, we'll see how this plays out. Bill, thanks for that. Thank you. Bye. Okay, Lauren, uh, what would you like to leave us with on this? Uh, really, it is six months to go. The Liberals have to really now buckle down and, and change the narrative. You know, they have the NDP sort of on the run. The leaders have been in a weak position. So on the left, the Liberals have a lot of opportunity but they do have to get this behind them and they have to get back on tra- track with the people issues. They're going to try that with focusing on climate change and stuff like that. They need to get back to the economy. I think the economy's in not bad shape. It's not maybe fabulous, but it's not in terrible shape. So they need to get back to people issues and they've got to put this scandal behind them somehow. Okay, Lauren Bozanoff, Forum Research. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 